1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. It's been a little bit without some conversations, but blathering conversations have returned. I had to take a little time off. Sickness, bad back, some holidays, travel, you know the drill, but we're back, we're here, we're hanging out with a good friend of mine, one of the best, uh, his name, you see his face, it's Johnny LaCosto.
0: Johnny, welcome my friend, welcome. Well, you know what they say, when you have a bad back, have a physical therapist on the blathering, and that's what we're doing. You know what? We're
1: going to talk about the time that you uh, saved me from expensive medical bills by telling me, no, you didn't tear your rotator cuff, idiot, just stretch, just stretch like this. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think I put my hands on you, didn't I? Like you, Jesus, you did. You are you're yeah. the Jesus of comedy, Johnny. And I don't know why don't know. I, that's not in the marketing. Uh, one of the things that is in the marketing is his latest comedy special, Saudi Stepdad. We're going to talk about that in the show as well. And and there's some big themes in your life, Johnny, that we're going to get to. Working hard to. To make your dreams come true getting those dreams losing those dreams and then in that finding maybe the bigger dreams uh and, and finding your path forward but i want I,
0: got, I can't get to the serious stuff without asking where the hell are you well first off i i'm not the jesus of comedy because jesus sold way more tickets but secondly that's true, uh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. my apologies I'm- to you and jesus yeah. yes He's uh, he's getting booked a lot more. Um, <laughs> I am on a cruise ship right now. I'm finishing up a 10-day mm-hmm. cruise uh, nice. full of uh, stand-up shows. This, club, this, this ship's actually pretty cool. It's got a comedy club on it, but nice. um, we've had shows like seven out of ten nights, and we've officially reached the point where me and the other comic on board, I think we know people are just kind of tired of us because <laughs> we've already burned collectively each of us have already burned over a hundred minutes of material Oh my! God. and they're putting us in the theater one time tonight for like an 18 and over show, but yeah. we're only doing 20 minutes each since so we, we, we pretty much said we're like, Hey guys, we're doing a best of, we're not doing 20 minutes of new stuff. Cause we ain't got it. We're doing a best of, come on. You've seen us. And for, then we get off the boat.
1: You've seen us for 10 days in a row. I'm going back to the post-it notes from my youth to give you jokes, dude.
0: So I went through my hard drive during the cruise and I found like sets on like my Vimeo from over a decade ago. I watched them and I actually found some bits I forgot about and I'm like, okay, I might be able to bring these back. So.
1: You know what? Going through the old joke books or checking out uh, you know, the YouTube clips you've made private because you don't want anyone to see them anyways <laughs> and going, oh, that exactly. was a good day. That was good. Johnny and I know each other now. We've known each other now and known of each other for 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've mm-hmm. worked together in comedy. We've worked together in pro wrestling, and, and I'm sure pro wrestling seems to come up a lot on my show, whether it's uh, our first guest was pro wrestler, the outlaw Adam Knight, uh, Kyle Lewis, uh, who's a big wrestling uh, guy and comic as well. So Uh, We're definitely going to get to that, Johnny, but uh, I have to, I I was thinking, where do I start with Johnny? And I want to, you are without a doubt, always considered and always described as one of the nicest guys in whatever business you're in. How did that come to be? And do you
0: sometimes consider that a curse? Ooh, man. It's so funny. My wife and I were just talking about that (laughs) two hours ago. Swear to God. Uh, As far as being nice, I don't try to be, you just have to be who you are. Especially... When you're in entertainment, I feel like if you, if you don't stay true to who you are, you're going to get lost, especially whether it be in Los Angeles or say New York or like any major entertainment city, you and I have both seen people crash and burn Mm -hmm. or we see people just slowly burn and then they just Mm kind of like disappear because it's really easy to get caught up in all the superficial shit that really doesn't matter Yeah. So for me, my thing was I'm always going to be a professional because I think, you know, we all have our insecurities, but when it comes to my talent, that's one thing I'm not insecure about. Mm. So it's like, why wouldn't I help the guy next to me? Why wouldn't I help the girl next to me? Why wouldn't I, you know, do whatever I can to make someone better around me? You know what I mean? And Mm. and when it comes to physical therapy, I'm just lucky that I got my PT degree Mm -hmm. before I ever stepped foot on a stage. So when it comes to comedy or combat sports like i've lost count of how many people i've helped with injuries cuz look yeah. a lot of people in when you're chasing a dream health insurance is the last thing you really think about mm-hmm. so when people get hurt of course i want to help them out cuz i that, that's just the right thing to do so um mm-hmm. second part of the question is it a curse i feel like <laughs> i feel like it has been a little bit um mm-hmm. so i was just talking to my wife about it. i was like i was having one of those the last 24 hours have been one of those days where I feel like I want to do everything and there's not enough time and I don't know where to start. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Life and career or just, you know, or every food food
0: group on the cruise ship. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired of the food too. Um, No, I mean, family and life. Great. But when it comes to, to career, like right now, like I'm really, I'm I'm dead set on doing as much play by play as I can. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, I know what I can offer to any company. Like I, I really think I make any company better, mm. but yet here I sit with no contract, right. not really sure right. how to take that next step. And I just told her, I'm like, look, I'm just going to let you know these last 24 hours, I've been in a mental funk. Mm. I, I know mm. what I can do. I just don't know how to do it and, right. and how I can make that happen. And she kind of always talks me off, not the ledge, cause I'm not mm. near a ledge, but she always says like, Yeah. But look at all the things you do have, look at all the things you are doing. You have your health, you have everything going on around you. And if you keep putting out better energy, those things are going to come to you, Mm. you know? And so, Mm. uh, luckily Mm. she's very, very good. She's, I mean, she's a professional life coach, but like with me, I think she's kind of just a a slap upside the back of the neck. (laughs) Whenever I need
1: it, does she, does she ever? Uh, this is by the way, and that's great advice, and we can continue that trade. But does she ever? Uh, I've met your wife, and she, she's just absolutely wonderful a ball of, of energy and 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 um, you know, uh, hope all, all wrapped up in, in this uh, wonderful uh, uh, just person in your life. Um, does she ever just try new life coach things out on you? <laughs> like, uh, hey, I'm working it's- on it, I'm working on a theory, Johnny. Does this work? If she does, she doesn't tell me, so I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. No, I I ask because like, like some people might say I'm nice. I'm really a, I'm a grump, but I you know that's it's it's just a a theme with you. Oh, Johnny! Oh God, he's one of the nicest guys, and it's a hundred percent true. And I just wonder if you're ever in a corner going, no, no, I'm dangerous too. <laughs> treat me, treat me as a three hundred sixty degree person, not this. Nice guy, but but yeah. it, it's so natural to you and it's so who you are. And I've benefited from it because, again, uh, creaky elbow.
0: And also, you're not a grump. I've never – you could call yourself Thank a grump. You. I've never once seen you be grumpy to anybody. Like you're yeah. one of the, you know, a small collection of people that anytime I see them, it's like uh, it's like a nice little – Ray of sunshine, uh, you know. <laughs> yes. So even though you are in very creepy green lighting right now,
1: yeah. Well, I, I like my my blathering studio. It's, I like the lights low, so I don't have to face the truth about myself. But that's I'll take that truth. I am working on taking compliments, yeah. Johnny. And you know, if 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 I am one of those, uh, oh my gosh, it's a rainy day, but it's still sunny out kind of uh, grumps that also bring sunshine. I'll take that. I'll take that.
0: I think Dude, rainy days are good though. Like sometimes That's a rainy true. day is, is you just need that kind of day to have an excuse yeah to do nothing and yeah. even though I'm not good at that. Just it's nice if there's you have someone around you like obviously on a rainy day you have a gorgeous woman uh, that yeah. you live with and that yeah. you're spending your life with say, Hey, yeah. guess what, babe? We could just do nothing. So nothing. rainy days have their benefits.
1: Rainy days and sunshine don't always get me down. Um, yeah. You do work hard. You, you are, have always been a hard worker and always, uh, I love that you started this by saying, I know what I can do. Um, uh, and and I'm, I'm confident in my skills, but, but that had to, did, did you have to earn that for yourself? Like as, as you've grown in your career and gotten better and worked hard um, were, you, were you ever in doubt, or 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 is that some something you've always had in you? Does that make nah, sense.
0: I mean, self doubt is always yeah around. I mean, especially whether it be pretty much anything, whether it be stand up or whether it be play by play. Like predominantly mm. those two things. Like it's weird. Like I have it's like I have uh, all the confidence I, I think I needed myself. Yeah. But not the confidence in knowing how to get the right people to sign off. If that makes sense. That's and where that's, I'm living,
1: Johnny. That's where I'm living right now. Yeah. I feel uh, not to, I feel I'm more myself than I ever have been. And I just don't know what to do with that
0: and who's going to sign on with that. Like you said, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Cause I think you and I, I think some of it is, is maturity with aging and some of it is just mm-hmm. the more experience you get in everything you do, you obviously are going to get better. And so, I'm just at the point where it's like, yes, humility is important. I think yeah. it's always important to be humble. But being truthful is more important. And yeah. I'm at the point now where, like, I'm just going to be honest. If I think I'm really good at something, if I think I'm better than a lot of what I'm seeing on television is, I'm just going to be honest and say, yes, I am, because mm-hmm. the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's great. Like, I see a lot of uh, a lot of things in both my lines of work per se, mm-hmm. aside from voiceover, because voiceover is another whole ballgame. But like when it comes to play by play or stand up, I'm seeing so much out there where I'm just like, OK, mm-hmm. I know I'm not far off because mm-hmm. what I'm seeing right now is not any better than me. <laughs> it's yeah. just a matter of time and opportunity. And, you know, whatever luck is, I don't even know what luck is, but I don't even know. maybe it's a little bit of that, too. Luck to me
1: is the lottery. Everything else is preparation, time, effort, and, and, and yeah. getting opportunities, but also making the most of them and, and leaving that impression. And that, going back to the nice thing with you, that is that is not never to be uh, an insult or be used against you. You being nice is exactly how you described it. You know that if you sign up Johnny LaCosta to be in part of your event, show, uh, a pay-per-view event, whatever it is, he's going to be a positive part of it. And that causes people to come back and want to work with you again anyways. So. That's part of no. And that's who the frustrating are.
0: thing, is, is when it's like, why aren't enough, why aren't these companies realizing this? Or like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. why isn't the right person? It's like, and you and I this yeah. this goes but you and I know pro wrestling very, very well. And yeah. you know what I'm talking about. There are mm-hmm. a lot of issues in professional wrestling right now yeah, that could easily be fixed with common sense and professionalism. And I'm yeah. just like, hey guys, I'm here, you know. Like I've, yeah. I've I'm around. Let's go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and there's so many areas to dive in, and this all leads back to your latest comedy special, Saudi Stepdad. We're going to talk about that total. Um, yeah. You describe it on- online as a passion project, but it's 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 got to be more than that. It's You put so much into it. Uh, but before we get to that, that's kind of where we are now. Yeah, you and I, I was trying to – comedy, uh, stand-up way back in the day. I used to, used to be more towards the south and the beach, right? And I, I used to drive – there was a show I drove to. You were part of my one of my retirements from comedy. You don't know this. Uh, you booked me and Sam Ventura, my good buddy at the time, uh, a good mm-hmm. dude, and we drove down two hours, like Huntington Beach, to a bar and grill and did a show. Uh, you paid tumbleweed. me Tumbleweeds. Tumbleweeds. That's it. You paid me like ten bucks because you were a guy who paid your comics, um, and it was uh, an okay set. People who were there were there for the show, but people were upset because we had to turn off like the Laker game. And I just remember thinking, I'm not happy with myself. I'm going to stop. It wasn't you. It wasn't the show. It wasn't anything. I was just like, this is this is not where I want to be right now, which now I do want to be. So it's interesting. But th- so the, I always had that memory. John of the Costa. Oh, yeah. I retired after that one show in my brain.
0: <laughs> well, out- I can tell you when that was. I ran that show from 2007 to 2009. It was almost yeah. like a full uh, two years. And it was. I, I was actually in that bar not mm. too long ago. Oh, it wow. is still the same shithole. <laughs> that it was back then. <laughs> it
1: was,
0: I remember two hours, two hours down. I was like,
1: "This can't be it. This can't be it." But I, I stopped too soon. But from there, you and I worked uh, in pro wrestling together, in Millennium Pro Wrestling. Uh, me as Tech Donny, you as uh, owner Johnny Laquasto. Uh, we did a show. We did one of the first online things I ever did. You, me, and uh, Ryan Katz, uh, GQ Money, yep. did off the ropes, and and that was a, that's over twelve years ago, Johnny.
0: Oh, way more than that. I
1: think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It's a, yeah, yeah. God, crazy. 2010 range is where I met Ryan, so around that time. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was <laughs> Do you remember the early heady days of digital media and pro wrestling colliding? Oh, man,
0: I'm it, it's so long ago at this point. Mm-hmm. I remember we we went to this one studio. I forget what the company was called. It was what an I mean apartment, yeah. Yeah, and I want to say like, I don't know, was podcasting even a, a thing
1: it at was, that point. It must have been podcasting was the thing, but this idea of doing a live show in a studio and live streaming or putting views on I mean, YouTube was around, but it was it was this new version of it off to the side. I remember we one of our episodes got like a hundred views, and it was like the most viewed on the network because normally they had like twelve wow. views because people weren't watching. But it was, you mean Ryan had a great time? Yeah, we go down to that yep. apartment in Hollywood. I remember. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yep. From there, though, uh, things uh, – you you um, really uh, – you picked up in a lot of wonderful ways uh, from that point on, from all of our humble beginnings, those two-hour shows and bars. Uh, and for those that don't know, but I'm sure there's uh, some who are, you, you got into the pros and thinking – I remember you and I having a conversation during the Off the Ropes time where you're talking about Marquez saying, hey, he wants me to come and do some stuff. And, and that kind of started that journey. Talk to me about that journey, your life as a wrestling fan, your life in wrestling. I want to go into that because that has some wonderful ups and some challenging downs.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, and I apologize if I if I seem slow at all. My, it's just the Wi-Fi is very sketchy on the ship, so hopefully we stay on a strong connection the whole time. It's good. It's the um, waves of the ship going up and down, I see. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you should hear the drain in my sink in here. Um <laughs> So, yeah, 2000. So I'd already done stand-up for about about five years, and mm-hmm. I, I got into on-camera hosting as I won, I won this comedy contest at CBS Mobile oh. right when mobile content was beginning mm-hmm. uh, on cell phones. Mm-hmm. So I basically learned how to host on the fly. Like teleprompter came easy to me. Talking to the camera came easy, that kind of thing. Yeah. Led to some more hosting stuff. And uh, this one cameraman I knew, uh, we were talking about wrestling one day. Thought nothing of it. A few months down the road, um, David Marquez reached out to me and said, hey, I was talking to so-and-so. I think you might be a great option for our new television show. So Mm. we meet at a Starbucks in the Valley. And he's like, hey, I'm starting a weekly professional wrestling television show affiliated with the NWA. Uh, I think you'd be great for interviews. He's like, I can't promise you anything, but do you want to try it? I was like, I'm in. Let's go. And that led to being part of United Wrestling Network ever since, doing everything from interviews to backstage stuff. Eventual color commentary Then play-by-play A little bit of ring announcing Everything mm. And then mm. You know For years I didn't think I just loved it I didn't I didn't really yeah. think Anything deeper I was like, dude, I'm working in wrestling This is great I never thought WWE was, was even an option mm. But then yeah. Once I started doing play-by-play I, I remember thinking to myself I'm like I think I'm pretty good at this mm. But I don't know what the next step is And so it, it became a dream to be with, like it always was a dream since I was a little kid. Yeah. But as you become an adult, that dream doesn't always seem real. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. always seem possible. Right. And so Too big. over the years, I just, I said, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing the best I can every single time we do television. Uh, I'm going to keep trying to stand out. I'm going to keep trying to be professional and call great matches for the talent in the ring. Mm-hmm. But then over the years, you have friends and colleagues who end up, Going to WWE or other companies That are on television, you're like, oh, this is Interesting, yeah. and then one thing Led to another, uh, they reached out In early 2019 and said, hey we, we may have an opening, can you send your stuff And my car had just Gotten broken into like a week <laughs> earlier At a wrestling show And uh, I lost My computer bag, my hard drive Everything, uh-huh. so I had uh-huh. to scramble and like Rip anything I had off the internet I remember, um this wrestling promotion I worked for in Pac- uh, Ring of Pakistan, we were the first group to ever bring wrestling to Pakistan ever. Wow! I even reached out to them. I said, "Can you please send me footage from the event we did two months ago?" I'm begging you. Within 24 hours, they sent me footage. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Nice. So nice. I was able to put it all together. Sent them some stuff. Had a second phone interview, and sure enough, I remember uh, I was you know still working as a PT. Hmm. I was at uh, at my hospital in downtown LA, in my scrubs, on four hours of sleep, running around the hospital, and I was about to walk into a patient room. I feel the phone ring, and it's a certain person from WWE. And I was like, "Oh, this might be important." Right. So I ran to one of the windows because the, the hospital was so old. The reception was terrible.
1: <laughs> he didn't have yeah, yeah. So I ran to one of the windows. Stick your head up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I ran to one of the windows, and uh, I was like, "Hello." He's like, hey, it's so-and-so from WWE. I said, okay. Hey, what's up? He goes, I got a question for you. I said, okay, I hope I have an answer. He goes, how would you like to work for WWE? And I said, wow. are you paying me?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> he said, no. Uh, most people, we were flying for an audition, but with your body of work and all the people who already vouch for you here, we need to fly you across the country. And we just, uh, we need you to move the floor. And so, wow. and I didn't move. They told me not to tell anybody. So I only told a very small group of people. I kept it quiet. Right. And uh, I was yeah. off to Orlando.
1: Ah, oh, Man, yeah. I remember hearing the news after, you know, I think I heard it through Makuga first, this idea of you going out there. And it was such a, it was such a victory. It was such a victory for a shared victory uh, for those who had known you for so long. That's an amazing, that's an amazing thing, man. Because again, we're talking about the highs and the lows, but, but that's, uh, like you said, it was a dream. You thought it was unattainable. And there's the dream on your phone. <laughs>
0: happening. It's real. That's, that's an age. I got to an age where I didn't think it was going to be possible. Cause you know, generally a lot of, a lot of companies, they want to hire the youngest people possible, but I guess, you know, age really didn't come into play. It's like, what can you do? Like, are you you talented Mm. enough to handle it? And every, I'm proud of everything I did there. Like I have no regrets. I spent every single second I could learning and being a sponge and Mm. that job was my life. And, Mm. uh, I got a lot out of it. It, it honestly got me 80% better as a broadcaster. I learned so much there mm. that I now use in MMA and boxing and still in wrestling. I just mm-hmm. it translates to anything you call. Yeah. And so um yeah. it's just it, it's crazy to think about. It's almost like a dream now because after the pandemic so yeah. much stuff doesn't feel like it really happened. Yeah. Yeah, you and you yeah, and
1: that, and, that, and that's the, the the next chapter of 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 that Chapter of your life, uh, or the next page I should say is yeah, it, it didn't it didn't last for various reasons. The, the pandemic hits. The the company WWE has to go through these massive changes or layoffs and everything as they as they as all of us adjust to continuing in in that situation and and you you ended up uh, losing the gig right if I'm if I'm saying that correctly best yep. way to say it. what is it yep. what is that horrible feeling like relive that horrible moment Johnny
0: oh man <laughs> explain it. It was a day and I I want to try and explain it to how, to where anyone can relate to it. Even if you know nothing about wrestling, that's always my goal. Um, so the company continued, nothing changed after the pandemic. They kept Mm. doing weekly television, except it was in front of no audience, right? The entire company shifted operations to Orlando. Mm. So still TV every week. Um, I would go to NXT on Tuesdays if they needed me for interviews Mm-hmm. And then the show I was doing play-by-play on was on Friday along with SmackDown. Right. And I remember it was April 15th, 2020. Uh, the show that I was doing play-by-play on, it was called 205 Live, as you know. Right. They made the announcement. They decided, hey, the whole next month of shows, we're just going to do um, feature shows. We're not going to do new content. We're going to do, uh, each episode going to feature one person. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, why don't I... Write some intros and write some ins and outs, and we'll film them. Okay, great. Mm. So that morning, uh, me and uh, one of the camera operators, who all he's a actually a one man band for the company, he's still there. He's incredible, very good friend of mine. We talk mm. all the time. Mm. Him and I filmed in one of the rings in the performance center. You know, he lit it perfectly, made it look super cool, did all my intros and outros, and blah, blah, blah. We finished at like 11 a.m., and we all got a text message on our, our work phones saying there's a, a company-wide digital conference at noon. Mm-hmm. Everyone watch. I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> and I wasn't scheduled at, uh, at TV that day because at that point, like, if you didn't have to be there, they didn't want you there because of, mm-hmm. you know. COVID, yeah, sure. Exactly. So I go home and I'm feeling good about myself. I'm like, we just filmed all these intros. Like, it's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited. I love doing that stuff. And, you know, it's a like mm-hmm. literally a two-minute thing. With the the big guy in charge
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, mm-hmm. talking to the camera, and to be honest, a lot of it went over my head. He just said, you know, in these uncertain times, changes have to be made, and I, I kind of got the message like, okay, there's going to be some cuts, right? But I didn't think much of it. Yeah, yeah. About five minutes later, I tried to send an email from my that my company email to connect my camera guy with the editors up in Connecticut, and the email didn't work. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Try the email again Doesn't work I'm like okay let me log out Log back in I log out And now I can't log back in I'm oh, like no. Oh no It's it's still not hitting me I'm like ah Okay <laughs> So just like yeah Let me get a new computer I'm going to buy a new computer yep. I'm like there's just uh, We just had this company wide There's some issues in the internet Okay Yeah Then five minutes later I get a phone call And it's from the very same person Who hired me Almost mm-hmm. a year to the day Oh man and that's when it hit me. I see. I'll never forget. I'm, I'm holding my phone, and I see his his name. And I, I remember thinking to myself, I may have even said it a lot. I go, "Oh God!" Mm. And answer the phone. I'm like, "Hello." Mm. And his voice was shaky because mm-hmm. you can tell he felt so uncomfortable yeah. doing it. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember the words. It was. It, I think words he had a, ver- a verbatim thing he had to say, yeah. and he's like. You um, mm-hmm. you know, due to the changes uh, cuts have to be made. And unfortunately we have to release you uh, from your contract today. And I remember we ended up talking for about six minutes. Mm-hmm. I think part of it was just me reacting. Just like I even said three times, like, are you, are you serious with this? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. dude, mm-hmm. I kid you not. Mm-hmm. Shortly before the pandemic hit, I was told I was about to be made like a permanent employee. Right. I, there was a possibility of me calling a few matches on the kickoff show at WrestleMania in Tampa stadium. Mm. Like I'm telling you like Mm -hmm. the kind of stuff where you're like, Oh my God, it's happening. You know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. everything I did for the company, I loved it. And it was all little incremental things. And like, yeah, sure. Once I'm calling Mm -hmm. weekly television, big step. But Mm -hmm. dude, when you're told like, Hey, we, we want you to call a couple things at WrestleMania and we want you to be a permanent employee, not an independent contractor. That's the kind of stuff where you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. I think I have a home. Right. <laughs> yeah. Literally. <laughs> I might have better get a home. Yeah. Yeah. And and keep yeah. in mind I just moved to a new place two days earlier. Yeah. Oh my God. And you're already yeah. out you've already been out in Orlando. You, you you left
1: all of us. We waved and said goodbye to you. Um and, and, and through that, and, and, and you know, we, we look ahead. We know where you are right now, and you're doing good things, and you got the special that, again, we're going to be talking about here. But, uh, again, that is, a, that is not an easy path in front of you. You're in a, you're in a city you moved to. The, you're sitting there with a phone and an email account that doesn't work anymore, a <laughs> work phone and email account. Uh, Johnny, how, how, how does nice guy Johnny, who's there for everybody, deal with that and, and take that first step forward?
0: once again, I think I was, I was almost too professional in a way. Well, <laughs> keep in mind, like, I think 40% of the company lost their jobs that day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All of the talent were posting about it. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've been released, here's my bookings email, yada, yada. But I care so much about the business. Mm-hmm. What I said to myself was, I'm like, you know what? I may have lost my job, but today's not about me. Today is about all the wrestlers who yeah. lost their jobs. Yeah. they should be the ones posting. I said, you know what I'm not gonna post because I was told we we plan on bringing you back. I said, you know what I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna deny anything mm-hmm. just gonna just gonna live. I'm not gonna post it about- and I, and I never did mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. I remember I remember I just kind of sat for a handful of hours just like thinking and then of course I got some messages from people within the company I got some phone calls most of the broadcast team all reached out, which I really appreciated. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember that night rolled around and I was like, well, I can't just sit here and, you know, do nothing. Mm -hmm. So I looked into the process. I'm like, how do I get my physical therapy license transferred to Florida? (laughs) Right. Right. Started that process. But the only way I, I knew how to cope with it was like, I just started hiking a lot. I would just drive anywhere mm. I could to different parts of Florida mm. just to hike. I would drive hundred miles, 120 miles, 150 miles just to hike for a couple of hours. Cause there was, you know, the world, there was nothing going on at that point. Yeah. And all my friends were at work and I couldn't yeah. go to work anymore. Yeah. So mm. I, I'm I'm telling you, I just spent a couple of months by myself. Just hoping that that wasn't the end of uh, of that story, but then a whole new story started a couple months later. <laughs>
1: Yeah, take me to that. Yeah, and and I really get what you're saying. Is 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 that's those moments you have those long dark tea times of the soul? You're kind of sitting there and uh, planning it, and you know. And I think I think it's brave uh, in your own way for you to immediately go. All right, well, I have this. I do this. I have the PT side. I don't want to shy away from that. They're going. It's not even going back. It's just that's part of my life. I think that's admirable as well because other people might be like. Don't want to accept the reality and don't want to take what they might consider a step back. I I like that you were like no, then we 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 move forward with that, even if that's difficult to
0: believe. It, especially because Florida was such a disaster during the pandemic. I was like, well, <laughs> I, I I imagine there's hospitals that that need my help, you know, yeah, as a yeah. PT and you know, mm. I wasn't afraid to go in. I was like, you know what, I I'm a supplement fiend. I I built my immune system really well. I said, you yeah. know what, I, I think I can do it. And so, but I will say the most surreal moment, once Mm. again, this is not me um, complaining whatsoever, but I remember months down the road, I want to say it was uh, sometime in the summer, fall of 2020, during like a big peak spike of the the pandemic. Mm. I remember, I think I was about to go into like my fifth COVID room of the day, which Mm. for a PT is a lot. It's a lot. But there are moments where half the admissions were COVID, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, I got my ET, you know, hazmat, (laughs) like (laughs) everything just loaded up to where you're barely breathing. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, just a number of months ago, I was standing in a ring at Staples center in Mm -hmm. front of 13 plus thousand people with a microphone in my hand. Mm -hmm. And I said, and now I'm about to go into my fifth COVID room of the day Mm in a hospital in Florida. I'm like, ain't life crazy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I think that's the best way to look at it. Crazy ain't life grand. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm above ground because otherwise, yeah, I can get lost in that. I've been in those spots. I was on the morning show. I was a morning show host. Now I'm sweeping up a movie theater and then that can, that can spiral out if you're not careful, if you don't have the right approach, the right approach. Good time. Yeah but a, a new dream emerges a new life emerges that's and i'm telling you this isn't just that you you grew some facial hair from california it's like i could see we could all see like what's johnny doing he's got he's got he's got like a, f- a beard now he's got what's going on over there you emerged well this is very
0: uh, unkempt i haven't shaved it since <laughs> i got on the ship i don't think you should you, you know you got one
1: one more shelf yeah no no it looks good no and and uh and that was uh you know me and Makuga just going what is going on out there this guy's it's like a different johnny and you emerge with some some love you emerge with a family uh a new lease yeah. on life a career uh, a, a, a kicking your your butt career wise comedy wise i mean uh that's a that's a lot to boil down into a little story but but when did that journey begin out of this
0: darkness well i'm trying to think when did we fly out and hang out with you and makuga with the people network 20 2021 that's what i thought yeah it was like over 2 years ago yeah yeah wow that's yeah crazy um right yeah, you know, we, we ended up uh, meeting. The first time we met was uh, at a coffee shop in Tampa. She did not even know that I lived in Orlando. Mm. Um, but, but, you know, this pandemic, I was like, I don't care. I'll drive to Tampa. And mm. we sat outside of this coffee shop and talked for like four hours. She, I had a cold brew. She didn't even order anything. Now I realize it's because she doesn't like drinking coffee later in the day. But I didn't know her at the time. I just yeah. thought she was being polite. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we just talked for like four hours and I was like, I've never met anyone like this. And, mm. you know, things moved along pretty quickly. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, she convinced me to do the special cause mm. life did a 180 and, and she's been with me through all these mental struggles and mental battles with myself, mm-hmm. you know, wondering like, well, you know, what's, what's next for me career wise, like yeah. shit, like I depend when you get something taken away because you mess up or it's performance based, that's one thing. One thing. But when, when global pandemic takes away stuff, you're like, well, all right, cool. When is karma going to help me out? Like what's the deal? But <laughs> I'm old one, right? I'm old one. But I realized it brought me something else instead. Yeah. And because before her, I, I didn't know if I was ever going to settle down. I didn't know if I, 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 I already figured out. I probably wasn't going to have a family because I, I don't know. Mm. I was just so laser focused and tunnel vision that um, now everything's changed and for the better, (laughs) you know, so.
1: Yeah, well, but even that change – that 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 could be overwhelming. A, a whole new life. You know, you meet this wonderful person, but uh, she doesn't. Uh, the, the package isn't just her. There's there's a family with it. There's changes. You, again, you're still on a different coast than maybe you've been. I know you were raised uh, and you know, weren't. You know, a California kid, but everything's still discombobulated. And, and so you still have to embrace that change. You still you still have to realize it's happening. And and how did you? And that's that's something difficult for me and a lot of folks. It's it's change is the biggest problem that we all face, if, whether it's politics and social issues and empathy for others and 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 how do you change your approach versus just how do you take that next step after a, a big change in your life? And uh, was there? Did you have that moment where like okay, if I step forward, if we, if, if we get a coffee in the morning so she can have coffee, uh, this. This changes everything, or, or did it just happen gradually? And, and and you you were happy to
0: go with that flow? It definitely happened gradually, but I think the biggest decision was when we decided, okay, we're going to all move to California. That mm-hmm. was that was the thing. I'm like, okay, we're moving together. Mm-hmm. We're going to be in a house together. Holy moly! Because yeah. Yeah. when I was in Florida, I was still holding out hope. Of getting my job back. Because I was told it was going to happen. But unfortunately timing sometimes works for us. Sometimes timing works against us. In this case it didn't work. And we made a life decision. We're going to move. And so we did. That's when it really hit me. And and I'll be honest. The first handful of months. After moving. Were really tough for me. Because Mm. I was so used to just being by myself. Yeah. That I didn't know how to be myself with everybody there and I'm to this day I'm mm. it's still a bit of a struggle I'm mm. finally getting to that point That's to a- where her and I like I, to where I can have a little more fun in the house and I can really be myself but at first dude it was hard I was feeling suffocated due to nobody's fault right it was just my stubborn ass you know
1: old brain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, the old guy uh now it's like a sitcom that's actually that's a some, that's some, a great way to look at relationships or uh, any, you know, relationship advice of, as, as how do we find out the best way to be ourselves while also still growing within the this construct that that's uh that's i don't know i don't have any advice on that maybe it's well also we still have to get through but i, I really like that approach like
0: and, you, and the and only I'm way of admitting to and she's forced me to talk like mm-hmm. i I've never been much of a, like I I have a joke on my special, about like the love languages where like, you know, hers were three actual love languages and mine were, you know, silence alone time and being emotionally unavailable. Like, (laughs) yeah, it was really true. Like that was me. Like I was, I was not comfortable talking about anything below one level. Mm -hmm. And she is all about talking things deeper than that Mm -hmm. because she's been through so much in her life. I mean, her, her life, I mean, she's slowly working on a book. Her her mm. life from start to now is just, yeah. she's overcome so much and, and yeah. achieved so much that she blows me away. So for her being open and talking, it's like breathing. For mm. me, being open and talking, it's like having three hands around my neck. Like, nah, <laughs> we can't do this. <laughs> I love that. But love that. that's the only way to get to that point where everybody's comfortable. And, and mm. she still has to initiate it a lot of times because like, You know, every everyone in the house has a different personality.
1: Yeah,
0: and you know, I went from being all I focus on is career, what's next. Now I have all these different pieces that I'm trying to balance, Mm. and sometimes I let it just like Mm. bottle up in here. And she's like, "Okay, time to talk. What's the deal?" And that's honestly, it's the easiest answer is just you have to talk things, you have to communicate with things. Like Mm. she even says all the time she she sees a lot of couples in both my life and in on her side of things Mm -hmm. that they don't talk about stuff. And then it gets to the point where it goes far beyond repair.
1: Yeah. Breaks
0: just snaps. So so her thing is, no, no, no. We're going to talk. If anything comes up, we're talking about it right now. Mm. We are not waiting. We're talking about it right now. And within the next half hour, we're going to be at a better point than we are now. And I've never operated like that. But that's the way she operates. And she's like, I'm not letting anything stop us from being that's- the best we can be together. And she's right. I think about how many friends we both have mm-hmm. who marriages have crashed and burned mm-hmm. in a matter of a couple years. Dude. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Lightning. Lightning. speak. Um Yeah. No, excellent. But no, no. And I haven't haven't met her even just for, for a moment and knowing just a, a tiny portion of her story. Uh, uh, strength is definitely a word uh, that would come to mind and and, and this uh, carries weight that she's like no this is how you get through stuff and and uh i would listen to her sign me up i'll sign, i'll life coach i'll let her life coach me I probably need it <laughs> i probably need it um this does lead to what we've been talking about and this is what you and i you know uh, we, we talk or text when we can or when we do uh life uh zooms by us all but uh i'm so happy to see you put out this next special and and do it on your on your own and 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 this you described as a passion project but i you know it's it's a it's almost a simple way to describe something that's uh, your life's work at this point uh saudi stepdad's the name of the special it's on your youtube channel it's doing great um, take me, take me through getting that. You, you mentioned earlier. Your wife said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm going to help you do this. Are you going to do this? Gonna, I'm going to push you to this, because uh, all of this is not easy. It's not easy from writing the jokes to getting the
0: theater to lighting it to shooting it to editing it to promoting it. It's not easy, dude. You know what? You know what it's like as a comic. If you are not working every single weekend, mm-hmm. it's hard to be consistent. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. and there's only a very, very tiny group of comics." who are consistently working every weekend, who are being booked, who are selling tickets, who are on the road. And for me, my spots were like very few and far between. But she Mm -hmm. said, she goes, you need to shoot a new special. I'm Mm -hmm. like, you can talk about me. You can talk about us. I think people are going to relate to it no matter what. And she's like, we can caption it in Arabic so my audience will understand it, which she ended up spending. (laughs) I hired someone to caption it in Arabic. She did it completely wrong. Like oh no, she did it she did it word for word. The problem is word for word, it doesn't come across as funny or jokes or anything. <laughs> Just yeah. It's a translation. So yeah. So Amal had to spend almost two full days recaptioning the entire special, <laughs> God bless her. But now yeah. she captioned it in such a perfect way that people are reading the captions and getting the jokes and they're understanding it, which is super cool, you that's know. That's awesome. Um that's awesome. But yeah, she pushed me to do it. I I started like really working on structuring the whole thing. I tried to get as many mm. spots as I could, which, you know, really isn't that easy. Uh, I'll tell you, no, <laughs> no. And I, I found uh, I became friends with a guy who is a comic himself. Mm. He's got a production company with his best friend since like kindergarten. Mm. And they work all over the world. They're like Charlize Theron's personal team. They're a yeah. the personal production team. 1c3s everywhere but yeah. they're like dude we want to shoot a special can we shoot yours i'm like oh i guess i yeah. guess i will shoot a special yeah. okay
1: wow we're doing it
0: yeah and so we did it and did it. i i want it to be a small room i want it to be intimate i want it to be conversational mm-hmm. and that's kind of how i, I think it uh Oh, that, yeah. I, I, hopefully that's how it came
1: out no there's a lot of warmth to it there's not uh, other than uh you know the, the humors there that joke you mentioned earlier was one that I, was absolutely one of my favorites uh it's personal it's all those things you said but but there's a warmth to it there's such a joy to it and the people there in that audience are there for you in, in a way beyond just attending a comedy show you felt that it comes through it's it's one of the, that's warmest, the goal yeah one of the warmest specials
0: i've yeah, ever seen that's the goal thank you man because you know it's we her and i deal with a lot of a lot of stuff like mm. she's got a big her following on social media is is around a couple of million you know mm. and but an american audience i don't even see a lot of the stuff we deal with because i don't see all the comments but even mm. it's translated over to my stuff now to where majority of people are super supportive mm. but you're always going to get that contingent where just they see us together automatically they're not going to like it without mm. even knowing us mm-hmm. and you know, us being together, I've, now I, I understand what subtle racism is. It's something mm. that I never experienced before, Directly but now right. it's something I see. And that's one of the things that I, I've slowly learned, even with our kids, if our kids say something mm-hmm. instead of just trying to say, no, nah, no, nah, nah, don't wait. That didn't, it's not like that. It's not like that. Mm. Now I'm like, Oh really? Like I, I take what they say and I yeah. believe them mm. because mm-hmm my, my idea, I always want the world to be perfect. I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Unfortunately you you can't. And we've, we've gone through enough stuff, whether it be in person or not to where there is a lot of undertones. And especially when you add to it, you know, not just being mixed culture, Mm -hmm. but you know, in America, a lot of people are conditioned to just have a problem with, people from the Middle East, you know, which is, which is crazy to me. This is America. Like everyone should be accepted, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's really opened my eyes a lot to where it's like, if she says something now, I just believe it. If the kids say something now, I just believe it and I understand it. But it took me a while to get to that point because, you know, I don't like, to me, it was like, I don't want, I don't like things being cloudy, but I'm like, well, unfortunately the world is pretty fucking cloudy. (laughs) It's
1: cloudy. No, I think no, Johnny. That's, that's a valuable insight. We all, uh, can you know, can go through life and if we don't directly experience it, then we'd have a natural it's not even about not believing it. you just you don't even need to acknowledge you and I didn't need, don't need to acknowledge that. If we can go through our life with our head in the clouds not acknowledging that if we don't choose to have empathy and compassion for other people's story and then you get to experience a little bit more directly. Uh, yeah, no it, it's uh, I think it's pretty valuable what you're saying and 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 you come to the point of being, uh, again i keep going back but a nice guy who just wants to make everything work and hey you know benefit of the doubt's a great way to look at it i'm kind of like that too i was like that for years and 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 um that that caused me to not listen not because i didn't want to listen to anybody but i just i just it's okay don't worry about
0: it don't worry about it cuz cuz that stuff's not fun like it's it's, fun. it's emotionally not fun it's better to just be blissfully unaware of shit mm-hmm. it's just it's life's easier that way but yeah. You know, with the life I have now, I can't be blissfully unaware anymore because if not, if, if mm. I'm that way, then I'm not a good husband. I'm not a good father. So mm. they mm. have forced me in the best way possible to be tougher, to not be afraid to stand up for myself. Like mm. there's there's a joke I didn't put in the special where I say, you know, she taught me how to stand up for myself. And and she asked me, like, why are you so afraid to stand up for yourself? I'm like, I don't know because I'm a straight white dude. I've never had to. Like that's <laughs> – yeah. Yeah. You know, whereas like she has to stand up for herself constantly. So it's it's a it's it's still a learning process. But now, you know, I realize I'm like, look, we are we are literally are a team and Mm. we have to stand up together no matter what. And that's something that it's um, that's beautiful, you know, big learning process.
1: That's beautiful. And and, and the specials, uh, uh, again, it reflects all this there. But uh, you and I started talking, too. And I want to I want to transition some talk about. The, the worlds we work in and have worked in. Um, the, the Getting the word out about the special, that's the thing. You know, I I, mm-hmm. I wrote a book and having to promote that and getting people to pay attention, the algorithms. I, I ha- bought I, it. You, you did buy it. Got, I got an album of songs coming out that I co-wrote in a week. I got to work on getting that word out. That's the hardest thing. And you sometimes need help of others. And you said something to me that, that, that was sad. You said uh, there's been like two comics, uh, you and Mark Ellis, who have, promoted by and i'm sure others came on board and you can clarify that but uh, a few um, a handful tops but and they've promoted that i'm doing a special or promoted the special no one else has. but the wrestling world has they <laughs> they they're, they're so interchangeable sometimes the comedy worlds and the wrestling world the stand up and the wrestling world but that was that's a stark difference i think the 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 camaraderie camaraderie camar- 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 of a wrestling locker room and a promotion versus us
0: bitter comics yeah I say it all the time, people, because people ask, "Are like, well, you know, what do you really enjoy more?" I said, "I'll be honest with you, I enjoy working in (laughs) professional wrestling more because I love working with a team. That to me, that just makes my heart warm. When I'm part of a team and we're working towards a goal and we make something great, that's awesome." And I said, "The difference between pro wrestling and comedy is in pro wrestling, if you are not good to work with, for the most part, your career is going to have a very short shelf life. You know." You have to know how to work with other people. You have to be unselfish. Mm-hmm. Whereas in standup, you could be the biggest, most ruthless, obnoxious, arrogant prick mm-hmm. and still get success. Mm-hmm. And there's insecure people in both. I've just yeah. found way more insecure people to be in standup. And so, like, I did it almost as an experiment. When I put out my, my first – my joke about um, – I have a joke about pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. When I posted it on Twitter – it did really well, but oh, it's because of the wrestling community. Wrestling community, yeah. Comics have, n- and I'm friends with a lot of comics, but you know, I, I left in 2019. I haven't really been back in the scene. Well, they f- people forget about you and they stop giving a shit. Yep. And yep. I'm not about to text friends, but hey, could you please retweet my thing? No, like dude, yeah, if if you're not there. gonna support, then. Yeah. <laughs> I it feel it
1: I feel you on that too. When I, you know, it's my fault for for leaving comedy a few times, but this last time I've, I've come back, it, it's permanent. I, this is I love doing it, and uh, it's it's tumbleweeds, not the bar. It's tumbleweeds, just in, in front of people who who remember me. Um, it's,
0: but, it's just Sam Elliott's it, voice. Yeah, yeah. He's been gone for twelve years, and he's back on the scene. He swears a lot more now. Um, yeah,
1: and, 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 and look at it. And it's it's easy to understand. Comedy is, you know, if there's a show of ten people, it's ten individuals trying to you know, make sure they get the the best laugh. I understand where that comes from, but like when you, the the, the fictional comic you described, the the un uh, you know unworkable prick is the, is going to get rewarded. It seems more often than that. Uh, and again, not that wrestling is is perfect with wonderful personalities that have uh, never sinned before the eyes of the Lord. Um, but in the, my time in the wrestling locker rooms, you know, most of my time was Millennium Pro Wrestling, like. The idea is, is is if there's twenty of you on the show, the twenty of you twenty of you have to come together to put the best show for the audience, and and so you feel that in the community I, after it. That's why I like still going. I haven't been a couple years, but Cauliflower Alley Club and a lot of the alumni associations or things like that. Like, the connection is is real. We're, with comedy, it's it's obviously. Comedy. All right, so if you're watching, uh, here's what happened. Uh, we, were, we were mid-conversation. I was just rambling about the differences between stand-up and pro wrestling locker rooms. Uh, and, and Johnny um, got up and left. No, the internet took you away, Johnny. You're on a cruise ship. You
0: we we should expect this. I will say, though, I've been impressed with the streaming Wi-Fi this entire cruise. This is the first time this has happened on the cruise to where it just, <laughs> just stabbed me and then ran away. But this, this is the
1: theme of our conversation, Johnny. I, I, I started to give up hope. I even like was going to record an outro saying, Hey, we lost Johnny. We'll bring him back some other time, but we had some good stuff, but you stuck through it, man. You're like, no, I'm getting this thing working. And this is, this is,
0: this is a theme for your life. I think we just learned a valuable lesson. Yeah. Like Adam Sandler said in Billy Madison, you get out there, you find that fucking dog. (laughs) You fought fuck that fucking dog.
1: Uh, the time we have left, because uh, i also worried, because you said you have some cruise ship neighbors who think you're too loud, and maybe they've unplugged some wires. Uh, we were comparing they, comedy. They have called two or
0: three times <laughs> on me. Good old, um, rock and roll aquasto though. That, that I know. Well, you know, here's the thing. I'm recording voiceover auditions and stuff, and and throughout the time, honestly, I'm just talking at a room vo- I'm talking at a reasonable volume, but... Uh, <laughs> Just, the walls are very thin, I good. guess. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they're they're ballroom dancers.
1: You said they got they got to rest up. They got to rest up. I understand. I understand. Uh, uh, we t- have to count five, six, seven, eight. We you do, we we were talking comedy and, and wrestling. Um, you and I got to spend some time together in a wrestling ring. Uh, thankfully, they didn't have us uh, work a match. Um, uh, me as Tex Tony, you as uh, owner uh, operator of MPW Johnny LaQuasto. Uh, uh, that was a lot of fun. What what makes a good wrestling storyline match moment for you? There's so many. That's a wide open question. I know, but what are the things that you gravitate
0: yeah. to? I don't think it's just what makes a good wrestling story. I think wrestling stories can be synonymous with a TV story, a movie story. Yeah, There's gotta be a personal connection. Mm-hmm. There's gotta be something that you root for and there's gotta be something that you root against. And yeah. I know people keep trying to invent the wheel, <clears throat> but the wheel doesn't need to be reinvented. The wheel works the way it does because human beings aren't, you know, human beings are essentially still the same. Like yeah. we want to, We wanna root for something, we wanna root against something, and we want the story to relate to us in some way. So to me, that's why I think when done right, pro wrestling can be the greatest form of live entertainment because it's literally got everything you could ever ask for. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But when it's done poorly, it could also be one of the most ridiculous things (laughs) you've ever seen.
1: And then it becomes legendary in its own way. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. There's some of my – of all the things I've been fortunate to do in my career, there's just some of those moments uh, in MPW, a little uh, – you know, uh, a humble fed in Simi Valley, California now based out of Chatsworth. They're still going strong. But uh, there's some of those moments where hmm. – uh, even when I had stopped – for a while I stopped uh, uh, portraying text He was just kind of helping in the back and everything, just putting together – you know, a member of the Battle Royal, which we had the local kid who was 18 and he won and he tossed out, you know, uh, Tarix, the Forger Pow Monster at the end. And it, it just, and 300 people, uh, friends and family of his just cheering in a way that you don't get other spots. It's pretty special when it works. It's a great art form.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I think it's that's one of my favorite things about working in wrestling and especially like whether it's WWE or whether it's anywhere else I'm working, when you mm-hmm. see kids smiling, like that's the greatest. Cause it takes you back to when you were a little kid. I, was, I still remember my very first wrestling event when I was like six or seven years old. And mm-hmm. one of the coolest compliments I got was from one of the producers at the uh, live events. Mm-hmm. Um, we were doing like an NXT live event, but then eventually I started doing the SmackDown live events in the big arenas. Yeah. But the NXT live events, we were doing venues that held like 1500, something like that. Mm-hmm. But So I would have to do little live hits to where the camera would be on me. I'd be doing a little segment with the crowd and yada, yada. But after that segment ended and the light went off me, I would always just make sure all the kids were happy. And I would just walk around like fist bump them, high five them, talk to them and their parents for a couple of seconds before going to the back. And one of the producers said to me one time, he goes, you know, he's like, you know how I can tell you really love this because you take the time to do that when Mm -hmm. you don't have to. And to me, I was just like, well, why wouldn't I? Like yeah. there's nothing better than seeing people happy.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and seeing kids at an event that this is the thing never seen, you'd be surprised yeah. at how many people do the bare and move on. I'm like, oh that even yeah. me. And mm-hmm. I, I'm always cognizant of what's like when you're a kid at an event and mm-hmm. you it in the Mm -hmm. My original event I ever went to, which is a little tiny thing. So if I could maybe give these kids some memory that they're going to talk about years in the road
1: and not, you know. Mm. Uh, I love it, man, and and we're starting to lose you a little bit again. So uh, I don't want to go too long and 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 ruin the rest of the cruise uh, uh, for the, the ballroom dancers. But uh, Johnny, a uh, uh, w- lot more to tell when you get back to the mainland. Let's get together. Let's get together in real life. But let's get together again. There's so many yes. wrestling stories I want to talk about. Uh, and and uh, and and I think you got a powerful message behind all that you do. And and it's just what's great is it's just you being you. And that's what drives the message forward. So, Johnny, thank you. Where can they get the special? Tell them where to go support you. And if they need PT, how to make an appointment. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, if you would like to get PT from an unlicensed. uh... (laughs) Now, um, uh, Jay Quasto and all social media is J-Q-U-A-S-T-O. My special Saudi stepdad is on my YouTube. It's YouTube.com slash Johnny LaQuasto. Or just Google Saudi stepdad. I'm pretty sure it'll pop up. My other special physical therapy is on Roku, it's on Tubi, all the other platforms. Um, right. But yeah, this dude, it was beyond awesome catching up. I, like I said, I appreciate you because you, you always put out a positive message. I'm trying to do the same thing because no matter what your hustle is in life, my, my thought process is if you literally put everything you have into what you're doing and you do it with the right energy and you focus on what you can control instead of what you can't, only good things will come out of it. But if you quit, you already know the answer. Mm. So that's kind of like, like my outlook on things
1: love that if you quit you know the answer kids and adults who need the lesson as well sometimes I think I could use that reminder as well Johnny it's been great we'll see you stick around after the uh, recording stops so I can say goodbye properly thanks you all for watching you know where to find me links down below Moon Angers music is coming out soon Uh, go to patreon uh, patreon patreon.com slash if you want to support and uh, Mark Ellis and I and Lisa Wallen in Seattle over the holidays December 22nd 23rd doing comedy at the Capitol Hill comedy slash bar Uh, go check out that show if you're local see you friends this has been blathering conversations